0: you right at the same time as always amen praise the lord but i I want to continue on being the church amen and and i want you to understand that we have a commitment somebody say i have a commitment we have a commitment to go somebody say go somebody say okay come on to go and preach this gospel to this dying world Come on, how many know that you would not be here if the gospel wasn't preached to you? Amen. Come on, we are to go and preach the gospel to our dying, this dying world, to our dying family, to our friends and co-workers, amen? And so today, I want to minister a message I entitled, Reaching Out. Somebody say, reach out. Reach out. How many know that we always have to be reaching out? If you, if you are a Christian and you are saved and someone has reached out to you, you in turn have to do the same thing and continue to reach out. We have to reach out because people are dying. We have to reach out because people are drowning. We have to reach out because the time is short. Can somebody say amen? It's not, it's not a time to reach back in. It's not a time to say, uh, I'm just going to, Reach back in. I'm just gonna relax for a moment. No, there always has to be a reaching out. Understand that PCLV is to reach out to our city, to other cities, which is, remember, church planning. Come on. We're a church planning fellowship. Come on. We have to reach out to other cities. Amen. And, and we have to reach out to this dying world. Amen. We gotta reach out to other parts of the world, which are missions. We, we gotta continue to reach out to the world. Amen. And you got to understand that God put Las Vegas in our hearts over 21 years ago to reach out to the city and birth PCLV. No one's excited about that. It's all right. (laughs) To birth PCLV. How many are glad this church is here? This church was is here today. You know why? Because he was thinking of you. He was thinking it has nothing to do with my wife and I. It has nothing to do with the name, amen, but he brought an establishment. He brought a church for you. He was thinking for you 21 years ago that today I'm going to bring a couple. I'm going to reach out to the city. He was thinking of you. You were dead in your sins. He said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to those that are dying in Las Vegas. That's you. Somebody said, that's me. But I've come to realize that one of the most crucial mistakes a church can make is to overstructure itself. I'm talking about the church, okay? Tell your neighbor, stay with them. And we can overstructure ourselves by adding a bunch of rules, regulations, and rituals. And when that happens, church, let me tell you, it begins to collapse upon itself some of the greatest movements in church's history started in revival a true movement of God now the definition of revival is this the growth of something or increase in activity of something after a long period of no growth or activity all right revival is renewal come on somebody How many know that God wants to revive you? Come on, like my wife was saying earlier, some of you are are here, but you're clocked out. Come on, some of you need some paddles to bring you back to life. Some of you are just dead in your walk, amen, and God wants to bring some revival back into your life and revive you back, amen. Come on, God is pulling out some paddles today because you're dead. Come on, I'm serious. How many need some revival? Come on, how many need some revival? Come on, raise your hands. You need some revival. Come on, how many want to come back to life? Come on, how many say, God, bring me back to life? I want the joy of the Lord, amen. Come on, when we're saved, amen. Come on, we're not supposed to be moping anymore. Come on, God has done something for us, amen. And what he done on the cross is enough, church, to make you smile because you're not going to hell anymore. Come on, he revived you and said, I'm bringing you back to life. Sin killed you, but his life brings you back. His word brings you back. So the paddles are coming on. Are you ready? Stand back. Some of you guys have to put a little bit more voltage. Wow, This one's really dead. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I felt like that at times in my walk. Just dead, not not excited. And I needed the paddles of God to come back to bring me back to life to get that heartbeat back. Some of you guys are flatlining in your walk. Come on. Let me tell you, you have no fun when you're dead. Because you do nothing when you're dead. I don't know about you, but I want some life. Come on, touch your heart right now. Is it beating? Because when you're in church, it should be beating like, ooh, I'm in my daddy's house. You know, you're, you're, come on, married couples, when you see that girl, your girl, your spouse, <laughs> this weekend my heart is going, <laughs> That was yours, Amen. <laughs> it should be excited. Something should bring you to life. That when you in the presence of God, something just starts to beat a little faster. You get a little funny, you know. You ever just get funny with God, like you know? You feel. Am I talking to any married people in this place, Amen? Is that how you need to go to the marriage retreat next year, Amen? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you get your love back. You get your heartbeat back. Amen. The same thing a, with the presence of God. Amen. It should be an excitement to come into his house and say, man, I get to hear from the Father. I, I get to worship the Father. I get to, you know what? My heart has to be beating God. If it's not beating, put the paddles on before worship Sergeant. because I want to worship you. Revival is bringing you back to life. We need revival. Can somebody say amen? It's a supernatural growth. God is bringing revival to Las Vegas. God showed to us 21 years ago, and how many know that God is a man of his word? If he said it, if he said it, don't let go of those words, church. What he spoke over you it will come to pass. What he said to you will come to pass. What he reminded you through prayer will come to pass. As you read his word will come to pass. He's bringing revival, church. It's coming. <laughs> you guys don't even know what's going to come. You, you, you don't even know what you don't know. Because if you know, you'd be smiling right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tidal wave. Come on. Just like uh, Josh was talking about in the, in the slides and having fun. <sighs> 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 That's what's going to happen. He's going to bring it, and we're just going to flow with it. <sighs> Where are we going now, God? Let's go over here. Whew. Let's go tell them this these crowd over here with who I am. It's going it's to take you. Come on, somebody say, Take me, God. You, God. See, revivals have started out like this with the supernatural movement of God, but ended up in dry religion. Listen, by overstructuring. Don't get me wrong, how many know there has to be some sort of structure in the church? Otherwise, things get out of order. Can somebody say amen? You see, there's a correct structure. It's not only based on biblical principle, but by the measure of elements that we read in the New Testament church. In Acts chapter 2, 41-47, it says this. Those who accepted his message, anybody accept the message of Christ? If accepted his message amen, and were baptized, and there was around 3,000 added to the number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone, somebody say everyone. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, say every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all God's people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. You see, the book of Acts is the genesis of the church. The definition of genesis is this, which I like to look up words as well. Hallelujah. It means birth or the beginning of something. Come on, as we look at the book of Genesis in the Old Testament, it is the, the beginning that we discover how God ordained it under himself. Come on, how, he, uh, he ordered it under God. How many know that the world, our nation, need to come needs to come under God again? Come on, in the beginning we discover discover how the world was ordered under God, amen. We look in the book of Acts in the New Testament now to capture the power of the kingdom of God and the establishing of the church. The seed of the church, which is Jesus Christ himself, who who was upon ascension was put at a higher position and begins to multiply his life through the church. That's you and me. Somebody say, that's me. Come on. And he ordains us to continue the ministry which he himself has conducted. We, say I, we the body of Christ, amen, are to follow and try to be like Jesus, which is the head of the church, right? Our goal is not to be Anyone else is not to mimic anyone else is not to be me. I'm not making disciples of all pastor arts. Amen. Amen. I don't want you guys to go cut your hair and spike your heads. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. But you are to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You are to model him. You are to be him to this dying world. I believe the church is still expected to say and do what Jesus did. Come on, we don't do what we want to do, amen. We are to be Christ to the world, amen. Can somebody say amen in this place? The church's structure must be based on what Jesus Christ did and said. Our ministries should be a reflection of what we read in in his word. The fruits which souls are getting saved, delivered, equipped, and released, listen, into some sort of ministry. The book of Acts is a story of a church, the church, reaching out. Do you see it when you read the book of Acts? Did you see when the church was established because the church reached out? And as the church reaches out, it touches somebody and it changes somebody's life. 3,000 souls were added to the church because of what? The church, what? Reached out. See, if we want to see this church filled and this is your church, guess what you need to do? Are we doing that? Are we reaching out? Because if we're reaching out, then somebody should be in this, 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 this chair right here. Come on, somebody should be in this chair right here. Every missing person of of empty chairs here—they need to be filled. How many know it's not my job to do that? It's the Pastor's job. No, no, it's your job. The church reached out. The apostles preach. They did their part. I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna do my part, church. I love my part. I'll reach out. I'll touch. I'll, I'll do what I need. Come on, somebody say, reach out and touch. <laughs> <laughs> to what? To make this a bigger. bigger place. I like the bigger place. I like that. See, reaching out does something. Reaching out makes everything better, not bitter. Come on, we have so so many bitter people in the church today. Why? Because they're not reaching out. Maybe if you reach out, you'll feel better about yourself. Boom, I throw a little nugget at somebody there. (laughs) Somebody say, I ain't getting it. (laughs) No. Come on. I think all of us need to pick up that nugget. Come on. I got to do my part. I've been slacking. You're right. I, I, I need to pick that up. We got to reach out, church. We want the church filled. We, we want revival. We say revival, but no one is reaching out. We have our hands in our pockets. My a church, the church, and I'm just speaking to this church, the church has their hands in their pocket, and they're just whistling. <laughs> that wasn't even a good whistle, huh? <laughs> I better stop whistling, amen. See, the responsibility, church, rests upon us. Churches like this one. Church is catching the vision of what the Lord meant when He said in Mark chapter 16, 15, He said to them, Go, somebody say, Go, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means I have to preach even to my dog. Hallelujah. Cinnamon needs to get saved. Hallelujah. Peanut got saved and went to heaven. Amen. Well, I got to work on cinnamon. Amen. In other words, what he's saying here, what Jesus was telling his disciples at this time, he said, go. How many know that go is a, an action word? Amen. Go, that means you got to do something with it. You can't sit with it. You, you can't sit and go. Amen. Come on. You, you, when you go, you got to go. There has to be a movement. It means to reach out to this world. Listen, the church should never lose the love. Listen, you got to listen, church. Never lose the love for souls. We cannot lose the vision for souls. We cannot lose, listen, the heart of God. God's heartbeat, if you want to hear God's heartbeat, it's for souls. Each time it beats, he wants somebody saved. He wants to save somebody. Jesus came for those who are lost. God places the responsibility of the support, listen, upon The local church. The primary task falls on us. Somebody say me. Come on. Financially, prayfully, getting involved in the kingdom business. We have no outside company church. Listen, if you don't know this, we don't have an outside company or a business to support the vision of this church. Come on. We are not sponsored by Coke or McDonald's. It'd be great if we had some sponsorship from them but I mean we don't have sponsorship. That means it rests on who? Us. The church, us. Come on. God has placed it on us, the responsibility to support the work here. When Billy Hall needed some funds for the work of Ethiopia, he didn't call a business outside for the cause. He didn't call, he didn't call Coke, amen. He didn't call McDonald's. He didn't call these big companies. He called where? Upon the church. He sent a letter, amen, and says, church, I need some help. Can you help me? And the responsibility came upon us. We came together, amen, to meet the need why because we believe in reaching out we believe that come on even though we're here we're touching somebody out there whoa way out there come on don't that feel good that your dollar or whatever you're giving, each time you buy a coffee, amen, it's reaching somebody in the jungles, amen, of Ethiopia. It's reaching somebody in the city of Estonia, amen. It's reaching out to somebody in Germany, amen. It's reaching out to somebody, come on, in Romania. Come on, come on. God is reaching out. And now it's reaching and touching somebody in Spain. Woo, ha, 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 ha. Your money does that. Why is giving so important? Because it reaches out. And it touches somebody. You may, just through your giving, change somebody's life totally and take them from where they were destined to, where the enemy wanted to take them to, and now they got a ticket to heaven because of your giving, because of your reaching out. So when you write your check and when you, nobody hardly writes checks, but sometimes, you know, but when you start to give online and when you start to give in an envelope here, you're reaching out. Even as you be faithful in your tithes and offering. guess what? You're reaching out. Someone's life's going to get touched because you gave. We reach out. You got to think next time, God bless this. And when you give to the missions, God, if you give here, Bless our missionaries. I pray that my money reaches out and touches somebody. Come on, somebody. Mark chapter 28, 19 to 20 says this. Therefore, go. Come on, somebody say reach out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to to obey everything I've commanded you. And by the way, Billy Hall says thank you. Come on, we raised over $1,200 out of this little house here. Amen. Why? Because you guys reached out. You guys reached in, (laughs) and you reached out. Come on, somebody. Now, if you weren't part of that, next time, reach out. Reach in and reach out. Be part of this. It's powerful. we got to come together, church. Come on, somebody say Amen. The local church is responsible for the governing, releasing, and financing Come on, we must not fail to meet this responsibility. And if it does, if we fail, the question is, how will we reach? See, Paul the apostle didn't adjust his structure to win favor with the people. How many know that Paul was not accepted? In most cases, he was what? Rejected. Come on, in Galatians chapter 1, 16, it says this, To reveal his son to me that I will preach or proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, he did not rush out to counsel with any human beings. In other words, Paul was not seeking favor or permission from, from men in order to preach the gospel. Come on, come on! he said the Holy Spirit revealed Jesus to me, and so I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach about him, whether you like it or not. And yes, I'm going to go get the Gentiles. I'm not just reaching for the Jew, uh, but I'm going after the Gentiles. Another translation says, I didn't confer, not with flesh or blood, but only by his Spirit. Now, let let me make a, a note here, guys. It isn't saying that Paul had no structure under submission to leadership. It's not what he's saying. He says, I don't need to look for the approval of men of preaching the gospel. God was still submissive. I mean, Paul was still submissive. Come on, he was submissive to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was submissive to leadership. He wasn't going out of line. But he says, when I preach the gospel, I don't need no permission. Come on, how many know that you don't need permission for me to go preach the gospel? Come on, you can share the gospel. As long as you're presenting it right, amen, you can present the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Jesus is telling you, go give that person a flyer, obey it. You don't you don't call me up at that time and say, Pastor, can I give this flyer to this guy? He said, hurry up. Can you give me an answer real quick? Cause he's leaving. So some of you guys, you think you need permission from man. You need permission from somebody. I just got saved. i am been here. No, you present the gospel. Reach out. Tell yourself, reach out. You got to understand, church, Paul preached. This. Listen, Paul preached and wrote all about leadership. Paul preached and wrote all about structure and church government. But what I'm saying, amen, we have to be careful that we can structure Jesus and the Holy Spirit out of our services or out of our lives. Or what is just as bad confined him in our services. Church, we want the anointing of God in this place. Come on. It's the anointing that that breaks the yoke. Amen. It's the anointing that sets the captive free. It's the anointing that delivers, heals, and embraces the hurting. We want the anointing. Somebody say, I want the anointing. We want it in this house. See, the last thing I want to talk about, that we need to step out of the structure In order to reach. In order to reach out, we got to step out of the structure, church. See, something happened to Paul. Something happened to Paul on that road to Damascus. When he was converted, God placed a calling on his life. That calling was for him to step out of his, of the outside of the structure he knew. How many know that we come into the church sometimes structured? Whether you were a Catholic before, whatever it is, we come structured. Sometimes we, even from another fellowship, we come structured. We come, that's not how they do it. Well, then why did God bring you here? Come on, you, you can't bring that structure into where God places you. You gotta come under the structure that's already been established. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. You, you have to come under the structure. You, you you can't point out when there's already been a man in position that God has given him structure to. A couple that's been already instructed on the structure of the church. So he had to be he had to be a step out of his structure. He was a very structured man. He knew the law. He went to law school. He had everything done. He, he knew he knew, he knew the, the word. He knew all the stuff. He knew all the, all, all the laws. Come on, somebody. But he had to go outside his structure because his structure, listen, could not, would not reach the Gentiles. Could not reach us. If you don't know it, you're a Gentile, unless you're a Jew in this place. <laughs> you're a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. I'm, I was an outcast. The gospel wasn't for me. I was not worthy of it. But God changes structure sometimes, and change this structure to reach the world. Because the gospel is for what? Everybody, and that means you, you little Gentile. <laughs> Church revivals is not bringing the old to life. We're not looking for an old movement of God. We're not looking for another Azusa Street revival. Revival is something that is fresh. Somebody say fresh. Come on, something fresh, something new, something spontaneous. It's a reintroduction to a God Almighty. How many want to get renewed with God in a new way? Come on, God, I, I want to know you in a new way. I want to know something that I never knew about you before. God, I want to know you. I, I want to not know you like I did, like I did before. I don't want to know you when I was on fire back in 2000, 2013. So, some of you guys from 1908. Some that's, that's how we think, amen. We haven't had a fresh movement in our life. It's been so all so long, amen. Like I said, the paddles, the paddles don't even work on you no more. We gotta do, it has to be a supernatural mo- movement for God to bring you back to life. Because science won't do it. Classes won't do it. Books won't do it. Only the spirit of the living God would do it. And some of you guys, some of you guys need to experience that road to Damascus. Where you're walking in your structure and you're walking in your, in your, in this religious spirit, amen, and just get hit by the living God that changes you. Oh, my Lord. Did you catch that? That changes you. You've been walking years. This is how I walked, Pastor. This is how I've been saved all these years. What you need is something new. Oh, you you, you you need a road to Damascus experience. You need to get out of your structure. You need to get out of your way of thinking and say, God, I want something new in my spirit. God, I want an encounter with a living God that places a call of God on my life like never before. That opens my eyes to something new, a new vision, a new understanding, a new love relationship with you. That I just fall in love with you and say words that I've never said to you, oh God. Oh, my Lord, I want that love. Oh, come on. I don't want to relive an old love. I want something new. Right? It's like you ladies. You want something new? You go do your hair, right? Right? Come on. Little highlights. Woo, it's something new. Come on. But if you keep on doing the same old thing, it's just, it's just you. That's the same haircut you got last week, amen. Huh? Last time, man. No, we want, we get sometimes you gotta get a little crazy. All right, purple hair today. Hallelujah. I want something new. I want, I want, I want to get some attention. I don't know about you, God. I, I want some attention. God, I, I want, I want you to capture me. I may want to be captivated by God. Oh man, come, come on, come, come early on. on, Saturday morning here at 10 o'clock, amen, and just soak in his presence. I'm telling you, man, I'm just laying here at the altar and God's just, and playing with me. I'm just laughing here sometimes and sometimes I'm crying. And I'm not saying nothing. It's the music and the presence of God, amen, that makes me so emotional that he just starts hugging me. And I'm feeling, God, I miss this. You never hugged me like this. Is this something new, son? Do you like it? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> I like it when he touches me. He touched me so deep at this marriage retreat that I could not, oh, I was so overwhelmed. Tears just started flowing out of my face. Mocos too. <laughs> Everything's coming. And I'm feeling, I'm, I'm starting to get embarrassed. Here comes the flash. Hey, hey everybody's looking at you. Wipe that mokos amen. I'm doing all this stuff, amen. I'm, 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 and I'm so overwhelmed. And, and, and Pastor uh, uh, Zoe, uh, Zoe, uh, <laughs> I can't even speak now, amen. Joey, amen, he's, he's speaking to me. Pastor Zamora is speaking to me. And I'm looking at his eyes, but I don't see him. I see God. I was so overwhelmed with his presence. That I had to close my eyes because if I don't close, I was going, go <laughs> I was going to lose it. I was about to lose it. I was like, I got to close my eyes because I can't. I was so overwhelmed by his presence. So overwhelmed that I needed a hug from daddy at that moment in time to refer, reaffirm to me that I'm still his son and I was still his best boy his number 1 kid <laughs> that's me and he hugged me and I just closed my eyes and said thank you I never had a hug like this before from your dad I know your love's amazing but this is different this is new this is what I want I want to meet you new every day, God. I don't want to be a repetitious day. I don't want to repeat yesterday. I want something fresh, something new with you. It's a reintroduction to God Almighty when revival comes. It's fresh. Can't open a book. And yes, there's been great movements of the past church. But I don't go study that to relive it. It was new for them. It's going to be new for us here in Las Vegas. God is about to bring revival like you've never seen before. A revival that's going to go out. This is what the Lord impressed on my heart 21 years ago. That God was going to do a movement of the supernatural like never never before. Signs, wonders, miracles would not only be talked about, but seen through media. Reports what's going on in Las Vegas. Come on, church. We must release people to to the to be people of what God is calling them to. It's time to release. It's time to stand up. It's time to do. Amen. This is how we reach out, church. We as a church here, we here here at PCLE, we got to find the heartbeat of God again. And do what God is telling us to do. Stop putting your fingers in your ear. And start singing the la la song when you do it. La 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 la, don't hear you. If you pull them out, God's speaking to you. You may say, Who am I? God's speaking to you. God's telling you what to do. You got to just do it or you're going to miss out on this this wave. You're going to miss out on what's going to, because that wave that's going to take us somewhere, that same wave will take those that are not part of it out of there. Did, did you catch that? The same wave that God wants to move in it, if you're not in the same current, he will current you out. That, that's what God would do. He wants you to jump in it, but if you don't get it right now and you don't get the instructions, he's giving. Didn't you talk about instructions? God's giving instructions. And he's preparing you. So you can't say when it happens and this happens out with you that you can blame God, you can blame the church. No, you can blame yourself. He's preparing you, he's giving you instructions right now. There are instructions that are being out giving to the church this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen this is going to happen start doing start start being start being part of what God's going to do what I'm going to do I need you I need you go 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 reach 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 and then he's going to say okay here it comes and if you're not in it the current will take you somewhere else but it's the current of your only desires you can't blame God you can't blame the church And you definitely can't blame me or my wife. He's giving us the instructions to extract you because he's preparing you. And I want all you guys in this current. I want you flowing by me. Hey, Pastor, I made it with you. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here too. That's what I want to see. And you're in the current. We're all flowing. And when we're together. We're what? We're better. Come on. You're not flowing in some other sea. Where's everybody at? You're in the, just in the lazy river. <laughs> right? Wasn't there a lazy river that you're just in your, Where's everybody at? And everybody down there having fun. Woo! Shh! Woo! You hear, you hear the screams. You hear all the joy. You, you hear what God's doing. Amen. But you're over here. What's, what's going on with me? Just in the lazy river, just floating like, oh, all right. And you'll, you'll float. You'll float to a place where you'll be alone. Because in the lazy river, it's just you. There's nobody else there, though. There are many in the lazy river, though. But when you're there, you don't see anybody else. You find yourself only. Are you hearing me, Church? See, I'm a man of structure. Let me you know that. <laughs> My wife can amen that loud. Amen. I'm a man of structure and order. But I will not, and we will not, become religious in this house. Listen, the key to life of God in, in a congregation is releasing people to what God has called them to be. If you are uh, you serve as a leader in this house, you must learn the art of release to those under you. See, God is looking for people. Ezekiel, come on, chapter 22, 30. And I'm wrapping this up, church. Come on now. I, I look for somebody who might rebuild the walls of righteousness that guards the land. And I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so it would not be destroyed. And the land would not be destroyed. But he says, I found No one, they're all in the lazy river with their own concerns about life. And no one's concerned about the kingdom. I look, every day God wakes up and he looks, (sighs) who can I find? Who's there? Who can rebuild these walls of righteousness that guards the kingdom of God, that, that guards this land? And I search who can stand in the gap, in the wall. Who can stand for your family? Who can stand and believe? Who can stand and proclaim? Who can stand and declare? Who can stand? I'm looking. I'm searching. I don't want my people destroyed. I don't want my church destroyed. But I found no one. See, God is looking for someone to respond to the call. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, it says, then I heard the Lord's voice. Do you hear the Lord's voice? I said, do you hear the Lord's voice? See, when you hear the Lord's voice, amen, he's, he's found you. When you hear the Lord's voice, he says, you're the one I'm picking. You're the one I chose. It's you, it's you, it's you. You're saying, me, it's you. When God says, I found you. When you hear God's voice, respond. Tell your Tell your neighbor, respond. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom can I send? Who will go for us? (laughs) Oh, you got to capture this church. You're not excited. Amen. (laughs) Oh, man. Are you hearing the voice? He's speaking to you. He's asking you, daughter, son, whom can I send? Come on, who who will go for us? Who will go for me? And your spirit inside says, Here I am. Somebody say, Here I am. Here I am. Say, Here I am. Say, Here I am. God, I hear you. God, I'm listening. Send Send me. Send me. Send me. If that's you, stand up right now. Come on, that's you right now. Respond to the voice of God. He's, he's telling you to stand. You're telling him right now, send me. I'm listening, God. I'm responding, God. I hear your voice. I hear it so clearly, God. I, I'm sorry uh, for being out there. I'm sorry that I've been just doing my own thing. Uh, just in my party, in my, in my pool party, just having blues and, and just, just woeing life and just saying, oh, life. just, you know what? See, in the, in, when you're in the stillness, The enemy shows you all that's wrong in your life. Oh, my Lord. When you're in the stillness and there's nothing happening in your life and you're just there doing nothing and dead, the the enemy just shows you everything that's wrong in this and and, and it causes you to be paralyzed in your situation. And you said, you know what? Forget this lazy river. I'm going on the slide. I want to join the crowd. God, I hear your voice. God, God, I'm, I'm listening. God, I'm, I'm listening. I, I hear the voice because God is calling you in your lazy river and he's saying, son, daughter, do you hear me? Oh, I hear the voice. See, he'll, he'll, he'll call you out of that stillness too. And he, that his voice will overpower the enemy's voice that's talking to you. Are, are you getting this church? And the voice is coming out. And he says, "Whom will, whom can I send?" And you're lazy. Come on, you're right now. You're you're in that re- that, that 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 you're in that lazy rear right now. You're hearing his voice. Can I count on you? Are you ready, son? Are you are you ready, daughter? Are you ready to jump off that that raft, amen, and get on the slide? Because I'm going to take you somewhere. It's going to It's going to be work, though. I said, it's going to be work. You're going to have to push yourself off that raft. You're going to have to get out of the lazy river. And guess what you got to do next? Start climbing the the steps to go higher with God. Come on, you got to start climbing. And there's the slide, amen. This is where I want to take you. This is what I want to do for you, son. This is what I want to do for you, daughter. You ready? You ready? You ready to go? Are you ready to go? Are you ready? Come on. Don't just don't just stare at it. Don't don't do just don't do just stand there. You're already out of the pool. Amen. You're out of your situation. I, I raised you up. Amen. I brought you higher. You made the efforts. You prayed all you wanted to pray. I've answered you. I've talked to you. Come on, now you're listening to me. Now you hear me. Don't mourn in your in your in your in your in your problems. Amen. Don't stay there. I didn't call you to stay there. I didn't call you. I'm the God that takes care of you. Amen. I'm the God that hears your prayers. Prayers. I'm lifting you up. Now it's time to go. Somebody say, Go! You gotta get up. You're there. I know it's I know it's scary up here sometimes, but God's with you. God's with you. Now you just take that deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. Now you just blow. See, when we take that deep breath, we blow in God. And you blow out you. And your flesh and your attitude and all the all the all the no's in your spirit blows out when God comes in. That's why you gotta sometimes just take a deep breath when you're overwhelmed in life, church. Because he has something for you. (laughs) He's already brought you up, and you already heard his voice. And he says, Will you go? Will you go? Will you stand in the gap? You, would you? Would you? get? Would you go down for me? Are you down with Christ? <laughs> Are you down? Tell anybody. Are you down? Come on. You can't. You, you can't. There is no chicken line when you're up here. <laughs> How many remember the chicken line? Come on. You you finally make it to the roller coaster and there's a chicken line just in case you you get chicken. Amen. Like, oh. <laughs> right? Right? Out there on Facebook. You, Yeah, yeah, you listening. There's no chicken line. This is a trust line. God is about with your faith and your trust slide you into promises. You ready to go? I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture yourself standing up there with God now. He's elevated you over your problems. He's elevated you over your situations. He's elevated you. He says, I've I, I not ignored you. I want to take you above that. I'm more than that. I'm more than your worry. I'm more than your concerns. I got you, girl. I got you, son. Trust me. Really, I got you. Just use what I've given you. Don't complain of what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do have. And just grab my hand because when you go down this slide, you're not going alone. I'm going to slide right with you. Are you ready? Come on, close your eyes. And I want, you, I want you to just stand over and pretend you're over, over that slide. And there's water flowing there. You're hearing the joy of other people splashing, hitting, going down. they say, saying, this is great. This is where God's taking you now. Close your eyes. And we're going to go. In the count of three, I want you just to slide. Don't worry about anything anymore. Stop doubting God now. Trust God. You ready? One, two, three, go. Come on, you're flying. Come on, pretend you're sliding down. Come on, remember if you're a kid, you're sliding. Come on, some of you guys are laughing. Some of you guys are excited, amen. Come on, there's that first curve. Oh, my Lord. Here you going. You're getting, you're going faster now. Come on, you're getting some speed. The speed, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't try to stop it. Don't stop it. Come on, keep on going. You're almost at the end. Come on, there's another curve coming here. Here it goes. This is a big one. It's going to take you up higher. There it goes. Boom, you're coming back down. There it comes, there it comes, there it comes, there it comes. Come on, one more, one more, one more, one more. There it is. There's a. There's another one. You're going straight ahead. You ready? See see the See the water. See a pour at the end of it, right there. You're, re- you're right now. As long as it's almost over. He's about, you're, good, you're about to splash. Now, you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. <sighs> <laughs> now come out of the water and open your eyes. That's what God wants to do for you. We can enjoy the Lord in serving the Lord. It should never be a burden. It is a ride with fun and love, but He's always with you and He's waiting for you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are your lifeguards. And if even if you don't, I can't swim, Pastor. Stop. That's doubt. <laughs> I can't swim. No. no, no, trust God. That's the fun. And that's what he's bringing us. And that's the kind of revival, listen, that he's bringing to this house. Because some of you need to laugh again and have fun. Can somebody say amen? Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. This scripture here that I read in Isaiah, remain standing because we're going to close right now. I thank you for your patience. You, You guys okay? You alright? Amen. I know it's a little bit after, man. We had a test one, but I I really need to bring this out. And and the things that he put in my spirit is something that he just put in my spirit that I need to share with you guys. This scripture this scripture inspires me to come out and reach out. God, I, I am. I'll go. Come on, we left. Don't, don't, don't start, don't get back in the lazy river. Get back on, on the ladder and go for another another slide amen